0: Previously on the Black and Blue Report.
1: We are very pleased to be joined by Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry.
2: To win a championship with that team and to have a closeness with those guys. And then, you know, to walk out there and, and, and the receive a ring and then two minutes later trying to figure out how you're going to beat them. So it's a little bit of a
3: challenge. Jim offer from Pelicans.com joins me now from Studio B. Obviously, Anthony Davis has a huge impact on how many national TV games that the Pelicans get. However, he's been here three years, and I think for definitely the last two years, people have known and recognized that he's one of the best players in the league.
0: Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson.
3: What's going on? Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in for Sean Kelly. They're heading back to the Greenbrier after last night's game. Between the Saints and the Ravens, Saints fall to Baltimore 30-27. to And, yes, that is tough that the Saints lost. But the good news is it is preseason and it does not count. But we learned a lot of things from this team yesterday. And uh, we'll hear from a couple people about last night's game, including Joel Myers, who had the call on Fox Sports, or Fox 8, I should say, with Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb. All three of them did a great job, along with John DeShazer on the sidelines we'll also hear from head coach Sean Payton and a couple of rookies Andres Pete and Garrett Grayson so the Saints again fall 30 to 27 to the Baltimore Ravens it was a tough start for the Saints they were down 17 to nothing the start off the game and the penalties really killed New Orleans last night 16 penalties for 143 yards compared to the Ravens with just six. 465. no drew Brees yesterday he sat out that was scheduled according to head coach sean Payne ryan griffin led the way 10 of 17 for 112 yards and a touchdown garrett grayson looked good 8 of 12 for 87 yards and luke mccown 7 of 10 with a touchdown Kyrie robinson led the way as far as rushing two carries for 35 yards tim hightower got most of the carries 12 of them for 31 yards and uh, as far as receiving goes josh hill led the way three receptions 40 yards and Kyrie Robinson also added 37 receiving yards so uh, hard to say how everything went last night I think there were some good there were some bad I think the offensive line looked good but again penalties really killed this team yesterday and um, the slow star really uh, alarmed head coach Sean Payne we'll hear from him later on in the show so again um, first preseason game underway in the books which is good but uh, no reason to panic a little bit. And hopefully everyone that got hurt last night, I know that Brandon Browner uh, injury looked pretty bad, but it seems like from what I'm hearing, he's going to be okay. Um, Hopefully Delvin Bro and everyone else is okay as well. And now the Saints are heading back to the Greenbrier. They will have today off. Then tomorrow they'll practice in the afternoon. Then I believe it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, the Patriots come to town as far as at Greenbrier. They'll do a joint practice. And then the Saints are finally back in the Big Easy as they'll take on the New England Patriots next Saturday in the, New Orleans, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So uh, football will be back in the Crescent City in just a week. And uh, we look forward to preseason game number two. And that one, again, could be seen on Fox 8 locally with uh, Joel Myers, John Stinchcomb, Sean Kelly, and John DeShazer. If you missed yesterday's game on television um, I just looked on NFL Network. They will replay the game at 3 p.m. Central. So if you want to set your DVRs or if you want to watch it again or if you didn't get to watch it, for those who are out of the market, 3 p.m. Central, they'll reshow Saints and Ravens on the NFL Network. So we got a good show for you on this Friday. Glad you made it to Friday with me. I'm very excited for the weekend. Um, again, we'll have Joel Myers coming up next. Uh, he called the game last night for the Saints, and uh, we'll also – get his feelings on the nba schedule since that came out a couple days ago And i know joel is all over that nba schedule he's itching to get to oakland already to watch the pelicans take on the golden State warriors we'll have his thoughts on that and then we'll hear from some of the players and coaches we'll hear from head coach sean payne and as i mentioned two rookies pete and grayson we'll start with joel myers next on the black and blue report
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson.
3: Welcome back to the show. We usually talk Pelicans on the Black and Blue Report with Joel Myers, but today we'll put on his he'll put on his Saints hat along with his Pelicans hat as uh he called last night's Saints and Ravens game. And Joel, um, tough loss, 30 to 27. I know it's the first preseason game. It doesn't count, but um you called the game last night. What were some of your biggest takeaways from last night's game?
2: Uh, well, I was impressed with both, uh, the young quarterbacks, Ryan Griffin, uh, the two minute drill, uh, what he did at the end of the half. I also liked, uh, Daniel, what I saw from Garrett Grayson and the way he didn't panic and you know, when pressure was on and the way he let him on a couple of drives in the second half. So, uh, a lot of positives with the two young quarterbacks and, and then things are going to fall into place for Kaha and also for, uh, Stefan Anthony. So, but, uh, We've got to find out what happened injury wise, and we're kind of crossing our fingers on that. So it's the first game. Everybody's going to get it in sync, but got to reduce the penalties. It's too many. There were 16 penalties for over 150 yards, so that has to be eliminated for a successful season.
3: Absolutely, Joel. I know you mentioned uh, Kakaha, uh, some of the rookies out there, Stefan Anthony, Marcus Murphy had a touchdown um, for the Saints. How did some of the rookies look? How did Andrews Pete look?
2: Well, it was funny because Pete, they moved him around and it was great because he's got to play himself into shape. Uh, he was gassed early in the, uh, in the practice sessions at the green briar. And I saw a week of that. So it's good to see the staff getting reps for him this early at both left tackle and right tackle. I think they're going to work with guard. They're going to play him into shape. There's no question about that. He's going to be a very good one uh, for down the road. But fortunately you've got an all pro candidate in Zach street on the right side to on Armstead on the left side. So, He's not needed right now. It's just mentor him, tutor him, get him reps right now. But overall, it, Pete's going to be fine. But fortunately, right tackle and left tackle and Max Unger looked great at center last night mm-hmm. on that Brandon Cooks uh, touchdown. He was downfield, 20 yards downfield, blocking early on that play. So the offensive line's not going to be an issue. the The offense overall is not going to be an issue. I mean, they scored 27 points and Drew Brees didn't play in the game. So things are gonna be fine on the offensive side. They just gotta get their act together defensively and we'll cross our fingers on Brandon Brown or on Dalvin Bro the Nickelback and hopefully the injuries are not significant.
3: Absolutely. I know Sean Payne touched on it last night after the game about the slow start down seventeen to nothing. Was that a big concern to you or is that just, you know, first preseason game jitters for both sides?
2: Well, it, it's a concern because you don't want to play catch up every game. Right. Uh, but that was Joe Flacco and Flacco's taken up to the playoffs in six out of the last seven seasons. So uh, a concern, but at the same time, facing an elite quarterback who is using his first-team offense, Saints didn't use Drew Brees and didn't use some of the – Marcus Colston didn't use a lot of the first-team offense. So uh, maybe a concern for the mere fact that you're down and you hope that you can get stops and get off the field because that was a real problem for this team last year, uh, third-down conversions by the opposition. So definitely a concern, but too early uh, to be worried about it.
3: Um, Another big position battle is the kicking position: Dustin Hopkins versus Zach Hawker. Hopkins had a couple extra points. Hawker missed a long field goal, but converted two big ones: forty-seven and fifty. Has any of them really stuck out as far as uh, leading the way as far as this position battle, or is it too early to tell? Because both players seem to have a good night last night.
2: We have both guys have been phenomenal in camp. Neither one—I mean, Hopkins hasn't had a miss. Mm -hmm. in camp, and they really stretched it, and both guys hit 59 uh, just a few days ago at camp. So Hopkins may have the stronger leg, because even when the 50 went through uh, for or actually the 47 went through it, barely cleared the crossbar. Then he comes back for the 50 a little bit later to tie it up, and that was good to see when he tied it at 20. But when he hit that, uh, it was good from about 55 to 60. It was that high up in the netting. So that's going to be a really interesting battle Uh, but right now it looks like for a guy to back up more set on kickoffs Hopkins may have the stronger leg
3: we'll see how it goes uh, throughout the rest of the preseason Joel I know some fans watched last night it's tough because it's preseason Um, some players don't play some people are fighting for their NFL lives for the for the average fan what is there to look out for with the Saints in the next couple preseason games is it more position battles is it how they look on the offensive line What are some things that fans can look out for in the next few games uh, before the regular season starts?
2: Well, I think it's depth. Position battles in depth because the Saints have a pretty good idea of who's going to start, especially on the offensive side of the football. Uh, But when you look at guys that are battling for one spot, like whether it's Jamarcus Sanford, Pierre Warren, guys like that that are battling with Kenny Phillips for that last spot at safety, um, who's going to be helpful on special teams. So uh, basically, it's seconds. And guys that are going to make it because they can contribute on special teams. So it's really encouraging to see what Josh Hill did when he hooked up with Ryan Griffin in the second half last night. So there's a lot of positives to take out of the, out of that game last night. Uh, coaches will break down the footage. They're back at the Coriell as We speak, uh, but uh, there were pluses. There were the the biggest minus was the first 15 minutes of play
0: mm-hmm.
2: when McCown was out there. The offense had no rhythm to start the game at all and then you got to cut down, as we mentioned, the penalties. But overall, I think the m- the more you look at games two, three, and then when they go from 90 to 75 before they cut down to 53 before game four, and then it's the backup battles, and yeah. that is the, the guys in the secondary in particular, and also the linebackers in the front seven who's going to get the backup spots there as well.
3: Should be interesting to see the next three preseason games, but, Joel, I know we were both itching for the NBA schedule to come out, I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Um first thing i want to mention is opening night at golden state 9 30 against the defending champion golden state warriors how do you like that matchup to start the season
2: <laughs> well we won't be able to televise it unfortunately but i'm happy for the team and i'm happy for Anthony davis that tnt is going to have five clear their windows uh the pelicans are going to be featured on christmas day on espn they're going to be featured on mlk day on espn in memphis this is great for the franchise the city Uh, This is a step up after so few exposures in the past to go to. Now 13 on TNT, ESPN, and then eight more on NBA TV. So now you've got 21 out of the 82 that are going to be nationally televised. I think it's phenomenal. Really pleased. Uh, uh, Ring night for the Warriors, Alvin Gentry. The league did a great job with the schedule. Alvin Gentry is going to be there. It's a rematch of the playoffs in the first round last Mm -hmm. year. Second will be on the air. We'll be able to do the game at Portland. And then Golden State on Halloween night, Saturday night, the home opener against Golden State. So getting two out of the three games against the Warriors because only face the Warriors three times, which is a good thing. You want to face uh, the teams that are the elite teams if you can because the Republicans will have three teams, Daniel, in conference. They'll only face three times.
3: Yeah,
2: And Oklahoma City is another. They'll only face three times. Unfortunately, the two in OKC are the second of back-to-back tells. Uh, but the league did a great job. And then you, you look at the next night for the league, and the next night they've got uh, the uh, situation with the Spurs in Oklahoma City the first game, and then they match up the first and second overall picks in the draft. They've got Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota at the Lakers against D'Angelo Russell. So there's a lot of positives. Uh, Milwaukee gets a home opener. They start at home for the first time since 1984. Um, I'm just happy for the the franchise that the the Pelicans get to play on Christmas Day at Miami. I think it's a a sensational story for all of us in New Orleans. Everything is really positive and headed in the right direction, the way the Pelicans and Anthony Davis are featured.
3: No doubt, and I know I was expecting a lot more nationally televised games for the Pelicans from last year as they only had three. Um, Did you expect to have this many, 13, though?
2: Yeah, I I've had a feeling. I talked to the league about a month ago, and I'd been in Vegas doing NBA TV and got an inkling that Anthony Davis was going to be featured. And working with NBA TV, which is a Turner property, uh, I, I had a hunch that after talking to everybody in Vegas that the Pelicans were going to be one of their featured windows on Thursday night. But overall, what the league did, Oklahoma City, that as I mentioned, they opened with the Spurs. And then Oklahoma City, and to me, they're a top-three team in the West, along with Golden State and San Antonio. uh, The last game of the season, as Oklahoma City starts the season with San Antonio, the last game of the season for Oklahoma City is against San Antonio. And I think that's going to have a a lot to do with playoff seeding. So uh, the league got it right. They have some phenomenal Uh, matchups. It's it's made to order for the networks. Uh, The league's only growing. And then they got it right when they went from – Last year, there were four games in five nights, 70 times. Yeah. This year, it's only 27 times. And fortunately, the Pelicans are involved. That's the best part as far as I'm concerned. So some really fun things going on with the leagues. Rondo goes back to Dallas. I looked at that date. Uh, Sacramento with Dallas on January 5th. What about LaMarcus Aldridge? Yep. LaMarcus Aldridge going back to Portland for the first time. Well, that's going to happen right away. It's November 11th for San Antonio at the Motor Center. And then I... I also, the soft spot in my heart for Kobe Bryant, and one of the top ten players in the game, and I'm going to see what's going to happen. Hopefully he's healthy, and he is this going to be his last year? Well, they did it in case it's his last year. The Lakers closed the season in case it's the finale for Kobe's career. They closed the season at Staples Center, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. April 13th against the Utah Jazz. So the league got it right. They did a sensational
3: job, but I'm not surprised. The league markets as well as any league. In a, just piggybacking on that, you know, you talked about the four games in five nights. You also, um, the Pelicans have, I think, four or five less back-to-backs. I know that's one thing that they've been focusing on. Do you think next year even to help this out even more, maybe eliminating some of these preseason games, maybe starting the regular season a couple weeks earlier and getting less back-to-backs on the schedule?
2: Well, the Pelicans have a 17 this year. They had 20 back-to-backs last year. And they're starting on the twenty seventh uh, ring nights. I would be surprised if the league didn't start exactly one week earlier next year, the 20th. It's funny, though, the 27th, Tuesday night, the 27th, mm-hmm. and this how strong the league feels about their product and what they're doing. That is the first game of the World Series. Oh, wow. So ring night and the doubleheader on TNT is going to up against the first game of the World Series, but I don't think the league's concerned right now with the kind of momentum they have. So back-to-backs will be reduced. Uh, but I, I truly believe they will start the season one week earlier next year. They're they're going to try to get the bet.
3: it will be here before we know it. Training camp at the end of September, early October, and then we get the we,
2: I would, Daniel, I wish it was tomorrow.
3: I know. I'm ready.
2: I can't wait. Hey, at least we I got mean, some
3: football I back, though. Not,
2: oh, I love football, but you know how I feel about the delegates basketball. So I wish the season started tomorrow. I wish we are getting on the charter, headed to San Francisco. Uh, that's how excited I am about this season and Alvin Gentry and the staff, and the pace of play that we saw at Summer League is really going to be entertaining with Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis on the floor.
3: I can't wait. I can't wait. Luckily, you have some football to uh, distract you until the season starts. Joel will be on the call again next Saturday as the Saints head home to take on the New England Patriots. And, of course, you can hear Joel all season long on Fox Sports New Orleans. Joel, have a safe flight. I know you're at the airport right now, and uh, thanks for coming on this morning.
2: I'll see you uh, in New Orleans this week, Daniel.
3: Thank you. Thank you. We'll uh, continue our Saints coverage next with some post-game sound on the Black and Blue Report.
1: All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. THIS LASTING INVESTMENT IS VIRTUALLY MAINTENANCE-FREE AND OFFERS SIGNIFICANT SAVINGS ON YOUR NEXT ELECTRICITY BILL. THIS IS TIM Blanchard, PRESIDENT OF ALL-STAR ELECTRIC. LET US EVALUATE YOUR BUILDING, PARKING LOT, OR HOME FOR AN LED CONVERSION BECAUSE WE KNOW WE CAN SAVE YOU SOME MONEY.
2: DON'T WANT TO MISS OUT ON ANY OF THE ACTION? GET CONNECTED WITH YOUR NEW ORLEANS PELICANS 24-7, 365. LIKE US ON FACEBOOK. And follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus get text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today.
0: We're talking Saints football on the black and blue report.
3: All right, good stuff there from Joel Myers in our last segment. It's now here from head coach Sean Payne. Here are his thoughts after last night's game. A couple
5: things. I think, uh, obviously, there's a a ton of uh, momentum swings. Um, The one thing that stood out with the penalties, it's obvious, 15 of them for 131. Three of them came in the kicking game. There's hidden yardage there. Um, I think three of them came on third down where we're off the field. There's hidden yardage there, and then uh, you know I know a number of them came in the offensive line, um, so that, that that obviously needs to get cleaned up. Um, I, I really wasn't excited with how we played starting off, and then I thought uh, guys came in. There were a handful of uh, substitutions. Some guys were playing more snaps than others, um, but a lot of things that we've got to work on. It's obvious. Um, kind of fought. Back in it in the second half, and then uh, you know we weren't able to close it out. Um, fourth down and twenty, that was my call. You know we blitzed them, and uh, obviously they were able to make a play and continue the drive. So anyway, any questions? Do you feel like a lot of the, the injuries in starting to stop and starting the stopping kind of contributed to I guess the bad momentum early in the- and starting to- I- Well, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Specifically, I mean, there's a handful of guys that got nicked up. And yet, um, I'm not blaming that, though. I mean, uh, you know, you go into a preseason game like this, and there's certain guys that may or may not play to begin with. So I'm sure we're going to put the tape on after this game. and, And we'll see A handful of things that are encouraging. We're going to a lot of sloppy football. We're going to see some of the things that that you have to correct. Um, I'm going to say there's 200 hidden 200 yards in hidden yardage if you really uh, do the math in it. And that's just too much. It's too much in any game. So hopefully uh, well the good news is we got a lot of time get this get this corrected and, and we're going to we're going to need to Pay particular attention to it. You know, it's just too, too much of it. What
6: do you think of
5: Grayson? I thought, listen, I thought the two younger quarterbacks handled, pretty, handled, handled themselves pretty well, both he and Ryan. They got a lot of snaps. Um, you know, they moved the ball. I thought they made good decisions and uh, they showed a lot of poise. I think the tempo, the first thing that happens with the young quarterback is it's just happening quicker. You know, the play clock's quicker. And so on and off, in and out, you know, up and down, that has to, that has to pick up a little bit. But I, I thought both those guys, Ryan and he, um, you know, handled it pretty well. Have you
6: seen Gracie keeping a obviously out, obviously, you yeah, know, more excited about
5: that? Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was our plan in this game.
6: Have you seen Gracie taking that lead? It's it like you had good practices in this game. I, I,
5: I would agree. Um, I don't know if you guys were at the lower level field practice, we had some two minute work, but I, You know, I think the key is the learning curve and the comfort level of, you know, knowing the information, you know, knowing it, you know, real well so then you can go out and execute. But I I think the progress has been encouraging. And and again, we're talking about Garrett, but I thought both of those guys, Ryan did a good job. Um, They got a lot of snaps between them. That was the goal coming in. And, uh, you know, be anxious to look at the tape. Listen, we, wanted, we, we, we said this to start, you know, um, it's a younger team in some areas, and we want to win it. You know, we want to win these games. And so, you know, I'm still, you know, mad we didn't win. You know, and, and I thought there'll be some good things on the film, though, in the second half. I thought there were some guys that thought we affected the passer a little bit better in the second half. Um, you know, just we, we weren't able to make enough plays, and I, I think the penalties and, uh, you know, those, those are the things that, that I point to because you win the turnover battle, and yet there's, you know, 15. It's just, you know, far too many. Guys like John Swan and Frederick making interceptions, how much good does that do a player in making the team? I think a lot. I think, you know, we, we talk about confidence, and until you until you demonstrate – on the field, in the moment that you can do something, until that happens, you, you know you're hoping you can, you're, you know you think you can, and yet I think it's, I think it's important for those guys. That's these games are important for a lot of guys, and uh, you see growth with players, you see steps they make. So we'll look at the tape. You know we're getting a little handsy down the field with some calls, and and I think they were probably good calls. Um, so we've got to, we've got to get that cleaned up too. Um, there are just too many times offensively. We're first and fifteen. We're you know, whether it's a holding, uh, false start, and that that wasn't just one group in particular, that was the ones, the twos, and the threes. So um, that that'll be uh, that'll be important to get cleaned up. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I liked it. I liked the look in his eye pre game, and I liked it during the game. I thought it was really good. Now, obviously, he had some big runs and then you know some other looks that weren't as favorable, but uh, he looked ready.
6: Next
5: question. What do you make of that first drive? You guys pass that. You guys pass that around. That's the one thing. It's not always (laughs) true. Just hand that off, and it's like, yeah. I won't listen. I understand the question, um, but that's the, the good thing about training camp. You know. Third down, I mean, what do I make of it? They scored a touchdown, you know, it's not good. You know, time consuming is, is, that takes, that takes, I don't want to say, momentum's not the word for it, but that kind of can take the air out of the start of a game and a team can go down the field and, you know, have 16 plays, um, you know, and again, one of them comes on a third down, all of a sudden uh, add up the yardage after that, and that's, of what I'm alluding to when I talk about hidden yardage. A concerning? Is it a little concerning, right? It would be concerning, yes. Yes. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you address it? Go back how to you- practice. I mean, I think it's a different team. I think we go back, we look closely at the tape, and I think it's. I think it's. I mean, I think you're honest as you grade the tape, both players and coaches. I mean, I get upset when there's 15 penalties because I feel like, man, that's a reflection on us, you know, just as it is with the players. So we'll have to get that cleaned up. Uh, obviously, um, you know, there's some things that, that showed up that were problems a year ago, and yet it's a different club. I mean, I, uh, you know, this, this group will uh, swim or sink on its own merit, and we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and, and that part of it we can clean up. I don't, I don't get as discouraged with that as I do, lining up offsides on third and a half a yard. And then lining again offsides on third. And those are the things or the simple holding penalties in the return game. So, you know, it's it's with the rules now, it's challenging for those DBs. I understand that. I think we can clean that up. But there's some other penalties that, that are harder to you know, to digest. A lot, a lot was made last week of uh Redskins and the Texans fighting in their, their scrimmage. Now that your guys had a chance to hit somebody else, do you think that would be less of a problem for you next weekend? Patriots? Well, I, you know, here's the good news. When we practice with them, we, we've done a real good job. This will be our third time. So I, I think that uh, that's the one thing Bill and I, you know, talked about before and our players understand that, you know what we're trying to get out of it. Um, I I am not as concerned about that looking ahead right now. I think our guys will handle that situation well. This
7: might be a dumb question, but is there anything to be gained from maybe seeing some of these struggles early and coachable stuff.
5: Well yeah, I mean I think that I think the film kind of brings it back to the middle and and certainly I think from a standpoint of putting it on and saying, Hey, you know, here it is. I know it's preseason but And I know it's the first game, but let's not fool ourselves. You know, there's a lot of leaky yardage in the first half in the running game. I'm talking about defending it. And then offensively with our first line in there, we're needing to you know, so but that's why that's why we're in training camp and and so you get wrapped up in the emotion of winning and and losing and, and you know, listen, we talked about coming in and wanting to win and uh you know, and I, I think John and, and his team felt the same way. You could see the excitement and emotion on their sideline.
3: All right, when we come back, we'll hear from some of the rookies, Andrews Pete, and Garrett Grayson.
4: Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise clinical research and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-OCHSNER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. <gasps> this is the Black and Blue Report.
3: All right, as promised, let's hear from some of the rookies from last night's game. We'll start with Andrews Pete, who uh, Joel Meyer said had a pretty good game, still needed to get his conditioning up a little bit, but uh, let's hear from Andrews after last night's loss.
7: Yeah, it felt great to be out there and, uh, I mean, you know, just to get feet wet. And um first NFL game, I thought, you know, I did some good things
2: tonight. What did you learn tonight?
7: Um, I wouldn't say, like, if there's anything in particular that I learned, but, uh, you know, I felt good out there with the guys I was playing with. And we were definitely moving the ball a little bit. And it felt good to just uh, get out there and play my first game.
6: Was, was the speed of the game a little shock at first? Or did it take you some time to, to kind of get used to things out there and get settled?
7: Yeah, i say a little bit. Just like calming my nerves and getting out there. But once I got out there, I felt pretty comfortable as the game went on.
1: How much confidence play growth? And you gained some by.
7: Yeah, I'll definitely say uh I feel more confident, uh, you know, getting that first game under my belt and uh kind of getting my feet wet, so definitely want to build on it and uh look at the film with a critical eye and you know, just try to get better from uh to the next game.
1: They've used you in a number of different spots. Is there anyone in particular that you feel more comfortable with
7: this Um, I wouldn't say so. Um you know, I played right tackle and left tackle today, so I felt good, you know, flipping both sides. It wasn't really too much of a problem, so I definitely like playing tackle.
6: you getting so many uh, snaps, probably more than any other lineman last scrimmage in this game and everything. Yeah. How much is that helping you kind of make some leaps forward?
7: Yeah, uh, I think it's helped me out a lot, just the reps and uh, getting more reps so I can get better, and, you know, I'm really appreciative to, you know, be able to get all these reps.
6: What's the biggest thing you've had to learn through the first 11 days of
7: camp? Um, i will probably just say, um, just focusing on my technique and, uh, you know, each day and, uh, kind of treating it each day like a game is what I've been trying to do.
3: Garrett Grayson, the rookie out of Colorado State, 12 attempts, eight completions, 87 yards was sacked once. Here are his thoughts after last night's game.
6: It's two in practice. Um, it's, you know, the first time for everything and you got, you got to adjust to the speed of the game as well. Um, so it's just something that, you know, it's a learning process and, Um, I know it's going to come with it, uh, but you know, I definitely think I got better today. Um, My mistakes, you know, I just had some bad throws, um, you know, ones that I wish I had back um, at some key times. So uh, those things are fixable and you just got to move on. You know, I feel a little comfortable. Uh, Obviously, you know, the first game, the first couple plays, the jitters were obviously there. Um, So we got going and kind of got a momentum or got in a rhythm. Uh, things started to slow down for me. You know, I could see what defense, what the defense was doing, what kind of looks they were giving me. Um, and I just got to kind of play football instead of thinking. Um, and so that was once that kind of slowed down, I kind of relaxed. And um, Drew, you know, I came off to him plenty of times on the sideline, talked to all the guys, um, Luke and Griff, all of them were there uh, right by my side whenever I came off telling me, you know, good job or things to work on. So um, that was a big list of confidence for me. All
3: right, when we come back, I'll wrap up this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
4: It's a fact: the summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees, and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at energysavings.com. That's the power of people. Energy.
1: The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the ever-popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your
3: seats today.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report.
3: All right, welcome back to the show. About to wrap things up from Studio B here in Metairie. A big thanks to Joel Myers, Head Coach Sean Payne, Andres Pete, Garrett Grayson, for all appearing on today's show. Again, the Saints are off today. They will practice again tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday at the Greenbrier. They'll be off on Tuesday looking at the schedule. Again, these things could change. And then Wednesday and Thursday, a joint practice with the New England Patriots at the Greenbrier. Then they head back to New Orleans on Friday where they take on the Patriots at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Saturday. So again, all this weekend, keep it locked on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app for all the updates. Sean Kelly and John DeShazer will be there and um, all the videos from coaches and players. And then on Monday, we'll have uh, more training camp sound for you and uh, more stuff as we head into preseason week number two. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for joining me today and until Monday, I'm Daniel Sallerson. Have a great weekend.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at neworleansaints.com and pelicans.com Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.